Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can't you just feel the moonshine? Teenagers like a friend of mine to hit me from behind. Yes, I'm gone to Carolina. And welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you from Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Oilers Now, presented by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. This is Oilers Now. Brendan Escott's helping me out back at the 630 Chad Studios. The Edmonton Oilers back-to-back games. Uh, we are doing our third show uh, this week in our third different American city. Oilers opening up a four-game road trip in Washington on Monday in the uh, U.S. nation's capital, gave up four goals uh, to a Capitals depleted roster on a Washington power play that lit him up four for five. And despite some decent 5v5 play, lost 5-4. Difficult back-to-back, two-and-a-half-hour flight from Washington into Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night. Got into the hotel at 3.30, um, you know, dealt with some... Interesting uh, calls in the opening period of the game, and then went through a uh, a very challenging sequence involving Evander Kane early in the second period when he got stepped on on his wrist uh, accidentally by Patrick Maroon's skate. Obviously, uh, it was a significant uh, cut as uh, Kane raced off the ice. Evander uh, left the game. Uh, Ended up in a situation, uh, the hospital in Tampa Bay uh, is less than seven minutes from the arena. And they did a procedure last night. We'll get to a post that Evander has uh, put out this morning. Uh, the Oilers were able to uh, rally, uh, you know, get through that, uh, the emotion of that. They got two power play goals in the second period. And they won in a place where they hadn't won in 13 seasons, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning on the second of a back-to-back final score, 3-2. The team flew last night into Raleigh. We got in at about 1.30, 1.45 in the morning. And today is a CBA-mandated off day. No official update from the Edmonton Oilers on Evander Kane. But Evander Kane has provided an update 
And with that, here is Brendan Escott. All right, let's uh, say his Twitter account. He says, on the mend, thank you. Uh, thank you uh, all for the prayers and kind wishes over the last several hours. Obviously, last night was an extremely scary moment for me, and I'm still in a little bit of shock. I would like to thank the entire training staff of the Edmonton Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, along with all the doctors and paramedics who rushed to help treat and repair my injury. Without all of you, I know things would have been much worse, and I'm sincerely grateful grateful. I won't be back next game, but I will be back and I look forward to being back on the ice playing the game I love alongside my teammates in front of our great fans. All right, so uh, we do not have an update at this time on Evander Kane. He has stated point blank he's not going to be back next game. I think we're pragmatic enough to know, uh, you know, were their tendons cut? We don't know at this stage. Uh, Was there feeling in the fingers? Uh, Well, uh, unless you were down there, you won't know. So we'll leave it uh, for um, the orders at some point to put something out. And maybe transactions coming later today or early tomorrow might indicate what's going to happen happen. A reminder that uh, 10 games, 24 days on LTIR and the orders are so tied up against it, against the cap uh, that that would, uh, you know, if Evander's going to miss some time, uh, that would be the way for Edmonton to get some people up. Now, if it's only a week or two, and I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, based on the severity of the injury, my concern initially was that there was going to be tendon damage, uh, which would be substantive and would be season-ending. But I'm I'm having a just a little bit of a, a feeling that uh, well we'll 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 wait for the orders to officially make an announcement. But the likelihood is some player is going to have to come up from Bakersfield at some point. The most obvious choice is Matthias Janmark, but. Kane would likely have to be on LTIR in order for that to occur. So, uh, all that's you know that that's the hockey end of it. The personal end of it is it's good. I know many of you who have grown up in the game, watched the game. It, it's hard. It was it was hard to watch in the building. Uh, Cam and me both knew right away what had happened. Um, the players, I think, were in shock for both teams. I know Patrick Maroon was spoke after the game, and he was a little bit rattled by it as well. And it was, again, an accidental uh, situation and an end to a sequence. So we'll continue to monitor that here during the course of the day. And if I do get any information, and I have reached out to uh, to the Oilers here, uh, if I get any information in the next couple of hours, I will relay it to you at that time. On today's show, 1235, he's actually going to spend an hour with us, uh, Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector. Specs appearances on Oilers Now are brought to you by Aquarian Renovations. An experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. And at 1.35 today from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Now, we've got lots of audio to get to. The Oilers getting the win last night in Tampa. We will tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Ring in the new year with Trooper December the 30th, Big Sugar December 31st. Tickets and more information at RiverCreeResort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter. Our Twitter account for the show 
is at orders now. My personal handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. And uh, Brendan Escott's is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story today for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need and get it with no interest and no payments for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The orders end a three-game losing streak. They got out a 3-2 victory over Tampa, but in the process, at least in the short term, lose an important part of the team. But thankfully, a guy that's going to be okay here, Evander Kane. All right, it is currently 12-13 in Edmonton. At this time, we go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct workwear, proud to offer on-site seamster services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. As I mentioned, Cam Moon on the call on the Oilers radio network last night. The Edmonton Oilers try to end a three-game skid. They take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And here's McLeod stealing, gives it to Fogle. He'll walk in. He'll shoot. Scott! To the they got to get him right away here. They got to oh, get him right away. Oh, oh. They're going to blow that down. Yeah, Kane went quickly to the oiler dressing room. Oh, man. Oh, boy. And there was a fair bit on the ice. You see him go down, don't really see what happens. Then he comes uh, rushing off and you see the blood. So, obviously, we want that whistle right away. It's 2-1 to Oilers lead. We're here in the second period. Puck comes loose in front of the net. The backhand scores! Leon Dreisaitl was wide open in front of the net. And he gets it by Vasilevsky. It's a power play goal. Lost the blue line. Will shoot. Saved by Campbell. Rebound! Scores! to the point. Perfect shoot scores. Deflected in front of the net by Alex Killorn. Now Kucherov shoots. Saved by Campbell. Puck comes loose in front of the net. They hammer away. It comes free. It's sent to the blue line. Stayed in by Hedman. The one-timer off the glove of Campbell. And the puck over to the right wing. To the point. Hedman shoots. Blocked by Fogel. And it comes out. And the Oilers are going to win it. 3-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, there you have it. And you can tell a concern right away. So let's circle back to 
the Evander Kane part. Jay Woodcroft, Edmonton Oilers head coach, last night had these comments on Evander's injury. Uh, when an accident like that happens on the ice, uh, that's where our first thought is. Uh, you know, it's never fun to see one of your teammates um, in that kind of position. But shout out to the great medical staff we have within our organization and, and the people here at the arena that were quick to respond and make sure that he was okay. And, you know, the news that I've received so far, and it's very limited, is that, you know, he's, uh, he's in a good spot and he's getting well taken care of. All right. Meanwhile, Ryan Nugent Hopkins had these thoughts on trying to play after Evander's injury. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Uh, obviously, you're just you're worried about him and you're thinking about him. But um, we had a bit of a break there, obviously, uh, a few minutes to, to kind of regroup. And uh, um, obviously, he would want us to, to get back out there and uh, get a big win for, for the team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he's okay. There you go. All right. So the Oilers get the victory. They bounce back after three straight losses. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Uh, we had won five games in a row there, and towards the end of that that little streak, um, we thought our game had the sniffles a little bit, and uh, there was things that was showing up that uh, we didn't love about it. Um, it ended up biting us in the New Jersey game, um, and it's taken a little while to get it back on the rails, and uh, that's a credit to our players digging in and finding a way, um, and not versus uh, bottom-dwelling team. This is a team that's been in the Stanley Cup Finals the last three years. And uh, you know what? Uh, major reason why the Oilers got the win last night. That was the best start this season for Jack Campbell. Here's Jay Woodcroft on his I goalie. Jack Campbell, that was the best game I've seen him play in an Oilers uniform. Um, it, like you said, his play early. And I, I thought there were a lot of outside shots, but there was a couple of, of uh, prime scoring chances in that first seven seven minutes or so. And he, you know, he looked calm. He looked confident. He uh, made big saves at the right times. He... Uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him because that was a huge win for him personally. Most importantly, it's a huge win for our team. Meanwhile, Ryan Nugent Hopkins says Campbell was uh, good and that was the key to victory. We need to give him more support back there for sure. And um, uh, I thought he still made some saves when we needed him to. And uh, I thought we were uh, just a little more solid in front of him. So uh, it was a big bounce back. We knew that. Uh, we knew we needed a big one tonight. So uh, definitely uh, nice to get that one. Yeah, Jack Campbell had a strong performance. And the Oilers got some mileage. Uh, you know, they, they used four sets initially. Uh, the, the very first Tampa Bay power play, they used four sets of penalty killers. They had Fogle, who killed penalties in Carolina, but hasn't done a lot of killing in Edmonton. They had Warren Fogle uh, out there with Ryan McLeod. Uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins was with Hyman. Uh, Connor McDavid was with... Uh, uh, Evander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl was with Kyler Yamamoto, so they used eight different forwards. Uh, that, that didn't even include Derek Ryan. So they used lots of different guys. Warren Fogle scored a goal. He was physical. Here's Jay Woodcroft on Fogle's game. I was really happy for Warren that he was on the ice when the game mattered, and he made a play to block a shot with one second left against a Norris Trophy winning defenseman. And I was really happy for him because of how he responded to the mistake that was made in the night previous, in the first period. I thought that was, Warren Fogle showed me something tonight. Meanwhile, for Fogel, he says he was relieved to finally score a goal of in 31 games without sniping. 
I, I haven't had the back of net this year and fit a couple posts, a couple crossbars, and yeah, I hadn't gone in. So, uh, you know, just sticking with it, trying to stay positive as, as much as I can. And, um, you know, it was, I was happy that I got that, but I'm pretty happy that, uh, you know, we got that win. That was a big win for our team. And for Fogel, he adds that penalty killing helps helps his game overall. Yeah, you know, I think just being on the PK, um, you know, getting that opportunity just helps me, you know, get into the game. You know, I'm not not really sitting as much, you know, when if you're not on a special unit. And I think it just kind of helps my game, uh, you know, to, you know, move my feet and finish checks and, and play hard. And, um, you know, I thought our line played hard. I thought everyone played really hard. You know, it was a really gutsy win. And, you know, Supi was, uh, he was stellar. Yep. Nailed it. There you go. So Edmonton gets the victory 12-21. Again, as of right now, I do not have an update for you uh, from the Oilers uh, on Evander Kane. Evander has provided a, a bit of an update just thanking everybody involved. I know a lot of you are really freaked out. Uh, you know, we, we'll have to wait and see how long this process is in recovery. I don't want to over-speculate right now, but... You know, Tyler Benson went on LTIR and is back skating uh, for a lower body injury that took him out for for multiple weeks. I mean, if the Oilers are lucky, it's only a three to six week process for Evander Kane. It could be a lot longer than that. We'll have to see. Uh, if he does go on LTIR, uh, the Oilers would be able to call up a couple different players, actually. Uh, so we'll have to continue to monitor that over the course of the next 24 hours. It is 1221 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. When we come back, we'll get to any today. Uh, hey, I got to do this just before. I was Pugliarvi. Brennan, just some thoughts here, additional thoughts. I thought Pugliarvi looked pretty good with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. They, they put Fogel, McLeod, and Yamamoto together. Those guys hang out together. I thought those guys looked pretty good. Um, and we know Kane's already stated he's not playing the next game. I might be inclined to give Holloway a look up with Dreisaitl and Hyman. Uh, if they end up bringing a guy like Yanmark up and play Shore Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Uh, who did you like last night? And uh, sort of how would you handle this turn situation in the short term? I thought it was a better game for Cody Cece. Um, a little bit curious to see who was deployed defensively at the end of the game. A lot of trust in some of the other defensemen. Maybe some trust taken away from Darnell Nurse in that final sequence as well. I don't know how much stock you'd put into that, but it was something I noticed on the broadcast there they were talking about as well. Um, listen, they, they had uh, improved performances right across the board, and I think that's why they were able to really force Tampa into a game that I don't think Tampa wanted to play. They had 12 giveaways, I saw in that game, Bob. Like, it just was not lightning hockey, and that means to me that Edmonton had a lot of things going for checking, and that means uh, right across the board to me. Yeah, one more thing. Since we talk about complaining about officiating being a loser's lament, while the Oilers won the game, the call against McDavid in the first period, the second penalty that was called, he has been hooked like that about 6,000 times in the NHL and does not get that call. I... Was And I guess that's what happens is, you know, you're sitting there and I was fired up after the first period. I'm like, you've got to be, I, hey, they got a good enough team. Uh, there were, there were at least three icings and the ice was slow as crap. It was, look, it was, it was warm in Tampa Bay yesterday. It was humid and the ice was heavy. But there were two or three times where they confused the players going back and races for the puck and Tyson Berry out. I didn't think the officials had a great game and it's not a loser's lament because Edmonton won the game. But come on, the world's best player gets, and even even the setup to Paul Yarvey, 
uh, in the in the first period. The guy was water skiing off of him. There was no call, taking away a direct scoring opportunity. But McDavid uh, backtracking, backtracking, and lifting a stick, and they called out a hook. I, so it's not a loser's lament because Edmonton won the game. But you know, it takes an instant like what happens with Kane, and you recalibrate and realize what's important. You're not going to sit there and milly mouth around the officiating. But and of course, they evened it up a bit in the second period, which is kind of how it works in the NHL. When we get back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It is twelve twenty-four at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Haji is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, I can't believe so many commentators are using the unfortunate accident narrative to describe Kane's injury. The last time I checked, Rule 52 was still in the NHL rule book, and slew footing remains a match penalty. Kane may or may not have ended up in the ice in a position to be cut by Maroon Skate. However, without Myers slew footing Kane, the chance of him being there uh, declines dramatically. All four officials came together during the injury timeout. Not one of them had a clear view on the infraction? Question mark. Are the match penalties only reviewable if an official actually makes the call? Kane's injury was 100%. This is... Uh Again, this text is coming to us from Haji. Uh, Kane's injury was 100% avoidable, avoidable if Myers did not position his leg behind Kane's and leveraged his left arm against Kane's chest. Kane is not uh, on the ice when Maroon's skate uh, clicked them. Would calling the penalty have prevented Kane's injury? Of course not. May it prevent future injuries possibly? Does referring to this injury as an accident and validating Myers' action as legal hockey send the absolute wrong message? Absolutely. The NHL official says Haji need to be better we've had at, uh, at since the start of the show 15 other accounted 15 other texts during the break uh, suggesting this was slew footing uh, I didn't think they were going to call out a slew foot sometimes you get a gut feel when you're arena on how a game's being managed didn't think it was going to happen and it didn't let's go to NHL today for our friends elite promotional marketing your local branded merchandising specialists head to elitepromomarketing.com here's Brendan F. Scott uh, Montreal hosting Vancouver tonight in an all-Canadian matchup just four games on the schedule tomorrow the uh, Oilers and Hurricanes face off at 5 o'clock on 6.30 Chad coverage following the 3.30 news uh, Kirill Kaprizov for Kaprizov he's been fined $5,000 no matter how much or how you pronounce it uh, 
roughing Drew Doughty. The reason last night, top draft pick, Uri Slavkovsky has a hearing with the Department of Player Safety this afternoon for boarding in last night's game against Detroit. Ejected on the play, Matt Luff is going to miss 10 to 12 weeks with a broken wrist. So I imagine it'll be a reasonably significant suspension there. Nikita Zaitsev, Mike Riley, and goaltender Magnus Helberg all on waivers today. Everett Silvertips head coach Dennis Williams named the head coach of Team Canada at the World Juniors and Bakersfield hosting San Diego this weekend. Bob, 7 o'clock game time Friday. Saturday, they're home to Ontario. Oil Kings got pounded 7-2 in Moose Jaw last night. Max Warner, a signed 7th round draft choice of the Oilers, a 6-3 right shot tee, 2 goals and 4 points. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Kevin Robertson, Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations when we come back in Oilers now. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.